It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Wowee, the weekend, it came and went way too fast. We are back into another busy, busy Monday and the dreaded Monday for some, including me. And it's the 11th day of September. Let's hope it's a great property week for you if you are chasing real estate around Australia. Now, some of the numbers released from Core Logic this morning as we have breakfast to break down for you. The total estimated value of the Australian housing market reached 10 trillion by the end of August, and it's the first time that it has hit double digits since June of 2022. This increase is attributed to rising home values, with the median home value in Australia reaching just under $733,000 in August, along with a larger housing stock of approximately 11 million properties. National home values began recovering in March of 2023 with a 4.9% increase by August. And what happened is that reversed half of the previous minus 9.1% downturn from April 2022 to February of this year. Values are now minus 4.6% below the April 2022 peak. So there's some recovery and you can see it right there in those numbers. And this morning we are catching up with Sally Tyndall from Rate City. And good morning, Sally. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning, Craig. How are you? I'm not too bad. You look at those uh, numbers, eh? You can certainly see that we are on the right side of the ledger. And what's interesting for me to watch is that after 12 RBA hikes, four of them were double. By and large, rates are now 4% higher than they were 18 months ago. And that should have taked property prices because it has a significant handbrake on how much people can borrow their maximum borrowing capacity. And yet property prices since around the start of this year have been going the other way. To give you an idea of just how big that handbrake is, Craig, for a single person, someone that was a decent income earner, $150,000 in May of 2022, they've had a you know a 4% or thereabouts uh, pay increase since then. Their borrowing capacity as a result of the 12 RBA hikes has dropped by $368,000 or thereabouts. I mean, obviously, it depends on each individual lender and people's circumstances, but $368,000, that should have a massive impact. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. We'll come back in just a moment. We'll talk more about why it is bucking the trend. That's all coming up next on your Monday with Sally Tyndall. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. 
Well, a devastating earthquake, of course, over the weekend in Morocco, claimed over 2,000 lives, leaving almost 1,500 seriously injured, with the hardest-hit areas just as south of Marrakesh. Of course, unfortunately, many of these buildings, very, very old, they're not exactly up to earthquake standard, and that just sort of contributes and compounds the problem. Survivors have enjoyed a third night outdoors as entire mountain villages were flattened. You just never know when or where the next natural disaster is going to hit next, which makes you wonder what are we going to see between now and the end of the year. Well, if you're blowing out the candles today, let's up the ante to some positivity. Happy birthday to you for the 11th day of September. You're sharing it with Harry Connick Jr. turning 56 today. Stella McCartney is turning 52. And Moby, real name Richard Melville Hall, he is turning 58. From investment strategies to market analysis. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on our weather. Good morning if you are in Sydney expecting, well, not a bad day. Sunshine, 20 degrees. In Melbourne, pretty much the same. A little bit of cloud cover, but fine. And 17. Brisbane expecting a, a mainly fine day with 23. And in Perth, look at that once again. Bathing in the sunshine and your high 24. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. And it is a Monday morning. We are back with Sally Tyndall from Rate City and just talking about all of these rate rises, but the market moving upward. And despite challenges like the cost of living, also, of course, the low consumer sentiment all of these rate rises and you wonder well what is going on you have a look at the net overseas migration that has increased demand and I guess that you can't really overstate that too much with regard to the overseas migration Sally because for people they continue to come into Australia at the moment Migration is absolutely having an impact on that, uh, but we can also see the workaround that some borrowers are taking to this challenge of rising rates uh, and rising property uh, prices is getting a bigger deposit. Now, I keep asking, where are they getting these money trees from and what are they watering these money trees with? Because you know, how are they getting bigger deposits? Well, it's interesting to see first home buyers in particular um, coming to the table with bigger deposits. It's something we saw in some research out from Commonwealth Bank just the other day. And that is probably because of generational wealth being passed on, you know, parents stepping up to the plate and helping kids uh, with that all important deposit, or perhaps, you know, even grandparents passing on some of that generational wealth to help people into the property market. And I think probably the key factor here is stock. There's just nothing to go around. And that is 
pushing up prices. I mean, I, I wandered up to an open home in my area the other day. I haven't been to one for a while and I almost, you know, if I'd been sitting down, I would have fallen off my chair. It was just, it was a Wednesday and there was at least, you know, 15 parties were walking through this quite small house and I was amazed at just how many people are in the market. Mm. And that is not isolated, obviously. That is happening right around the country at the moment. There is plenty of interest, plenty of arms going up at auctions, and it seems that that is just going to continue, which brings me on to this next point, because I understand that you have got some some of the numbers, the median house price numbers, where they will be by the end of this year. And Sally, this year is running out. This year is running out, Craig. These are forecasts, so no one can say with 100% confidence where they will be at the end of the year. Uh, But we've got the best and brightest economic minds looking at this. Uh, We looked at the property price forecasts from ANZ, NAB and Westpac. They forecast uh, from the beginning to the end of the year, but what we've done is gone and take CoreLogic's median house prices for now and tried to work out. Looking at Sydney, Westpac from August through to December has Sydney still rising by 1%, ANZ at 0% growth. They think it's going to be relatively flat, NAB going down uh, by 2%. So you can see even in Sydney, you've got this huge range between Westpac's thinking they'll go up from here, ANZ flat and NAB down. But we've extrapolated that out on ANZ's forecast and that would land Sydney's median house price at around $3.4 million by the end of this year. Well, talking about the stock level, if you look at the supply from the core logic report, that remains very constrained with a total listings down minus 23.4% compared to the previous five year average. That is just how sticky it is. Well, that's incredible to hear that figure. Uh, Look, uh, there's, you know, a lot of reports of stock now starting to come online as a result of spring. Certainly when you look at um, what we've just been through in the last uh, 18 months or so, uh, those 12 RBA rises only just started hitting most people on a variable rate bank account in the last few weeks. And so it's crunch time right now for many households. They are now paying for the 12 hikes in full because it's this two to three month lag on monetary policy. But also, you know, they're still probably expecting their final winter electricity bill to come in. The cost of the supermarket is still going up. So we may start to see more stock come onto the market in the months ahead as people realise that dollars and cents in their budget just doesn't add up under the pressure of 12 RBA hikes, which is, you know, just horrible circumstance for some people to be in. And of course, Governor Lowe has pretty much gone now. We've got the new governor coming in. All sorts of different commentary from different commentators with regard to are we going to remain in a paused situation for the rest of 2023? We've been talking about this on the Real Estate Podcast. So what's your best guess for between now and the end of the year? Do you see any more rate rises coming? coming because plenty of commentators are saying, nope, that's going to be the end of it. 
Look, I don't see any more rate rises coming, Craig, but I also know that you, you shouldn't bet your house on that. What we know from the past few years is forecasts and predictions can be very wrong. And so uh, if you've got a mortgage, I would be planning for at least one more hike, if not two, just in case. I think NAB's latest uh, cash rate forecast still has one more rate rise penciled in there around November. Inflation is now tracking down. It's coming down nicely. Uh, We're further ahead than perhaps we expected at this point in time, sitting at 4.9%, but it's still in the high fours. The RBA's got to get it back into that 2 to 3% target band. That is a non-negotiable for the new governor and the board. If inflation doesn't keep tracking down or we're still, if it ticks up again, uh, we may need another rate hike just to nip it in the bud. We just can't be sure. Isn't it interesting? Of course, he, he's almost seen as the Darth Vader of interest rates. Governor Lowe, he's out. We talked about this whole reset. So, yeah, the whole decision making is a lot softer by Bullock when she's, you know, totally got her hands on the reins here. Even just a few months ago, there was, you know, some economists out there saying that's it, we're absolutely in for a hard landing, you know, and for many families, it will have already felt like a hard landing with 12 RBA rate hikes um, ripping through their bank account. But from where we sit right now, Australia is tracking along okay. There was a very, very fine path that the RBA was forced to tread, but they are at the moment getting it right. Inflation is coming down nicely, as we've both said. Unemployment, one of their other, you know, key indicators here, it has ticked up slightly, but at 3.7%. So is Governor Lowe, yes, he stuffed up that whole no rate rises by, you know, until 2024. That was a monumental stuff up and it's misled a lot of people. But is he the magician that has pulled a rabbit out of the hat when it comes to actually reigning in inflation? and keeping the economy on an even keel. We don't know the answer to that yet. (laughs) I will tell. We could still be in for a hard landing. But at this point, and I don't want to say it too loudly, but so far, so good. Yes, as far as uh, Governor Lowe being the magician, that's another podcast entirely, Sally. So he's not in it to make friends anyway. Sally, great to catch up with you on this Monday. Enjoy your day and we will talk again soon. Thanks for having me, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 